Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. Yes, sir. Happy days are here again. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking the world of combat sports. Straight up, but you already know this. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves, having defended that title off for better than 32 years. So straight up, speaking of world champions, there's a new world UFC middleweight champion. That's right, Michael, the Count Bisping from the UK, upsets Luke Rockhold, takes the world middleweight championship away. Of course, it was supposed to be a rematch between Chris Weidman, the man that licked Anderson Silva not once but twice. Of course, he's iconic legend for Brazil, the middleweight king for a long, long time in the world of the UFC, but Weidman beats him, and then Weidman gets handled by Rockhold, and then Rockhold, of course, comes back and again, loses to Bisping, gets knocked out straight up. It was a dramatic night in UFC 199. Of course, all kinds of announcements as far as Brock Lesnar's future in the UFC is concerned. How about Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz going at it in UFC 202? So a plethora of things to talk about in the world of the UFC MMA, of course, Bellator MMA, we'll talk about that as well. The World Series of Fighting, touch on pro wrestling, you name it, we'll do it here in the next hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, American Forces Radio Network, straight up, we're all over the world. We'll come to you live from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, with open phone lines coast to coast. 1-800-878-PLAY, that's 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk, live worldwide on Sports Byline. Attention, if you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Hartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. 
Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Hey there, travelers. You going somewhere? Need a hotel? Then call Hotel Wiz anytime, day or night for rates too low to publish. You can save up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe and get our best price guarantee with no booking or cancellation fees ever. We've got some of the lowest hotel prices you'll find in New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and a lot more. Don't waste your time surfing for deals. Make a free call right now and find deals too low to publish. Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24-7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice, cool bar. In a few minutes, honey. Frank Mir, of course, a former two-time USC heavyweight champion, losing to Mark Hunt a few months ago down there in Australia. They went down under, and he went down like in the very first round, knocked out. Here's what happens when you get old. And I mentioned this with Vladimir Kirchhoff, the former world heavyweight champion, the 1996 Olympic gold medalist, of course, originally from the Ukraine. But now he's 39 years old. And when you get old, like Frank Mir is like 36, I think. But when you get old, no matter what kind of condition you get in, you can't pull the trigger. In other words, you can see it. It's right in front of you. I can tell you because it happened to me. And I was in my 20s, okay? And I can see it. In other words, you can see, well, it's right there. And then you go for it. And guess what? You don't score. In other words, you say to yourself, 
that looks like a dead cinch domino. I'm going to hit this right on the head like a, like a hammer on a nail, okay? And guess what? You miss. You're getting old. Frank Mir is getting old. Of course, Frank Mir, of course, will be a fantastic opponent for the comebacking Brock Lesnar. Of course, the USC former heavyweight champion, the man that came on, took the world MMA by storm after being a, a, big, a big figure in the world of uh, wrestling entertainment. But now he's back in pro wrestling, and now he's coming back for USC, I think, 202 or USC 200. We'll talk about that in our next segment with uh, Christian from Galveston, New Mexico, one of my MMA experts. So straight up last night, Michael Bisping, the Count from the UK. I've had him on the show in the past. Very, very uh, quick-tempered, very, you know, very witty, a guy that likes to put people down, much like Chael Sonnen. A good guy as far as behind the mics, sir, no doubt about it. But last night, he took on Luke Rockhold in what was an upset of uh, of sorts. Of course, Luke Rockhold coming in the defending world champion. Of course, he was supposed to defend against the former champion, Chris Weidman, who he had beaten soundly to take that title. Of course, Weidman taking the title away from the iconic figure from Brazil. I'm talking about Anderson Silva, the spider. But last night, it was Michael Bisping knocking out Luke Rockhold with punches three minutes and 36 seconds into the very first round. Of course, scheduled for five. That's championship fights and uh, TV main events, as far as the UFC is concerned, is five five-minute rounds. But here's what's up, <clears throat> and I try to tell people this, is that you really can't take a whole lot from first-round knockouts. First-round knockouts can be considered a fluke, or they can be considered something very heavy. And remember by heavy, in other words, or a fluke, what I mean by that is, in other words, sometimes guys just don't have their juices flowing in the first round. They get caught cold. They weren't ready. They had their eyes closed. They were looking the other way. Just things happen. So first-round first knockouts, they're sort of hard to determine as far as your uh, longevity and the damage in which they inflicted on you. Because, you know, I'll get knocked around in this world of combat sports. Like that goes, the Bills general manager, the Buffalo Bills general manager of the NFL team, he said that uh, <clears throat> playing football is not human. Yeah, really. Having a 250-pound guy with big pads on his steel helmet running at a 245-pound guy who's running at him. They're both running at each other. There's going to be a collision there, and you don't think that something's going to break? I mean, that's where we're finding out all this massive, massive amounts of brain damage in the world of professional football. I mean, you've got guys who I can't think of the name right now, but he was a 25-year-old guy that commits suicide. Maybe one of my listeners or Christian can give me a hip on that in the next segment. Uh, he committed suicide in an NFL player at the age of 25, and it showed that he had brain damage. So what I'm trying to tell you is that, you know, I think combat sports, boxing and MMA, and MMA even more than boxing, okay, is safer. And why do I say that? Because the smaller glove. I'm going back to the smaller glove. Well, last night, wouldn't matter if it was a small glove or a big glove, Luke Rockhold got knocked out in 3 minutes and 36 seconds. That ends the Santa Cruz, California natives' run as the UFC middleweight champion. Now, perhaps the greatest fighter in the history of the UFC, not to win a belt, former WEC champion, talk about world extreme cage fighting champion, Uriah Faber, the California kid. God, you guys know I love him. He's one of my favorite guys out of Sacramento, California, of course. Um, team Alpha Male up there in Sacramento. He had MMA going before it was even legal in the state of California. He was training and doing his thing. But he's 34, I think maybe almost 35 years old now, and he's long in the tooth. But he's a beautiful athlete, and he gets himself in great shape. The fact that he was able to come down and do 135 pounds for this fight and fight Dominic Cruz, the guy that he, he beat once and lost in the second fight. But Cruz won last night, going away as far as the scorecards was concerned, 50-45, to 50-45, to 45. And 49-48, that's the scorecards, of course, five five-minute rounds. Another upset on the card. Whoa, big-time upset. Hector Lombard. Remember Hector Lombard? He was a Bellator middleweight champion. Uh, and then, of course, he came over to uh, 
the USC. I think he dropped the welterweight, and then he tested positive for steroids. So he bumped it back up to 185 from 170 because I guess he was using the roids to lose the weight. Anyway, back uh, back at 185 pounds, taking on Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson's older than John Daniels, my great friend. I'm telling you, John Daniels and I are in our 50s, but I'm telling you, Dan Henderson's got to be like 65. Make it 70 as far as, as MMA fighters are concerned. He's in his 40s. But I'm telling you, the guy's older than dirt. He was at the Last Supper with Jesus. I kid you not, okay? But, you know, he still got the name out there, and I guess he wants to fight one more fight. It's always one more fight. And if I can look good in this fight, if I look okay in this fight, maybe I can continue, you know, make some money. Because there is big money going around as far as some of these guys are concerned. And I think Dan Henderson feels all right with his contract as far as the UFC are concerned. But <clears throat> the guy that he took on, Hector Lombard, that said testing positive for Flintstone vitamins. That's what we call those performance-enhancing drugs around here, Flintstone vitamins. Testing positive for steroids a while back and was suspended for such. Was knocked out a KO with a head kick and elbows. Get this, in the second round, a minute and 27 seconds in, by a guy that's older than dirt. So what does that say about Hector Lombard? It says, if you ain't on steroids, you can't win. Because this is the same Hector Lombard. And you know, I broke this on my store, my Saturday night show, Johnny Taco and his All-Stars, with the great Charles J. I've talked about the guy with the numbers, the guy that can figure out sports numbers <clears throat> like anybody else, like anybody else on this planet. Plays by JAY.com. But Charles J. told me he was at a gym in Florida, and he saw Hector Lombard was in there, and that Hector Camacho was in there too. Hector Camacho Jr., not Hector Camacho Sr. Hector Camacho Sr. left us in 2012, courtesy of a bullet in the head. The text actually a bullet through the chin. Of course, he was sitting in the car doing blow in, in Bayamon, Puerto Rico, his hometown. And some guy shot the dealer that was next to him and then shot him. So he was sort of like collateral damage. But Hector Camacho Jr., not much of a boxer. I sat next to this guy for the Bernard Hopkins. Uh, Tito Trinidad fight in September of 19, I take that back, September 2001. It was like two weeks after 9-11. They had to put the fight off for a couple of weeks, I think, because it was scheduled, I think, for the 15th, and they held it a couple of weeks later. Anyway, the bottom line is I'm sitting next to Hector Camacho. Funny, I'm sitting next to Hector Camacho Jr. and my brother Fidel, and I haven't talked to either guy since. You know, that was 2001. Just haven't had a relationship with either guy since. And Camacho, for the most part, was just such a disappointment. As far as his discipline was concerned, he never lived up to his father's standards. And, you know, I, I just I just knock guys to sort of live off their father's name. Because if you don't want to get your act together, don't besmirch daddy's name, okay? Anyway, Hector Lombard and Hector Camacho are rolling around in his gym. And Hector Camacho's kicking the snot out of Hector Lombard. Hector Camacho, a boxer, beating the snot out of Hector Lombard, okay? So I'm saying, saying to myself, Hector Lombard is one of these super fighters. Well, guess what? Not when you're not on the juice. I guess that has to be that. Anyway, <clears throat> Dustin Poirier was a winner in a lightweight bout. That's 155, of course. The divisions in the world of mixed martial arts, let me break them on down for you as far as the world of uh, USC and Bellator and World Series of Fighting and the, uh, the other extreme fighting uh, 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 organizations around the world. For the most part, it's five five-minute rounds for their main events. Some have three five-minute rounds for main events, but for the most part, it is five five-minute rounds. Now, we have heavyweight weight classes in the USC or in MMA. Bellator, it's 205 plus to 265. You can't weigh 350 pounds and be the UFC champion so or the Bellator champion. So that guy over there in Japan that's knocking everybody dead, and I'll find his name in the next commercial break when I search on the web. He's like a 7-foot, 1-inch Chinese dude or a Japanese guy. He's amazing. He's knocking people out with kicks. Remember Ronda Rousey getting knocked out? By that kick, Holly Holm threw at her, knocked her into another time zone, knocked two or three of her tooth loose. Remember, knocked her into like a, it was an epiphany of sorts from Ronda Rousey. She said to herself, oh, 
oh my God, I'm looking up here and this just doesn't look good. I'm losing. No, you lost, girl. Not only did you lose, you weren't a good sport about it. And you went from like being high on my list for a great person to be a low on my list for a turd. You went from a great person to a turd, Rhonda. How did you do that? I've asked people that have come on the show in the past, how in the hell did Rhonda go from being so popular to being so to being so wanted? Did everybody want to see her get licked? And I don't mean in a gay way. I mean to get beat up. You know, they just wanted to get beat up. And she did get beat up, of course, knocked out by Holly Holm. And then Holly Holm has the audacity in the world of the UFC. How dare you take a fight before you get the rematch with Ronda Rousey, the big money fight. So they put her in a fight with Misha Tate. And guess what? Misha Tate won. Misha Tate was losing. But Misha Tate came back with a submission move and got Holly Holm to submit, losing the World Bantamweight Championship. And therefore, <clears throat> that sort of eliminated her from the from the title picture at 135 because they don't want Holly Holm or Ronda Rousey to really fight anymore because, you know, if Holly Holm or Ronda Rousey fight 10 times, Holly Holm beats her 13. That's just the way it is. There's no way Ronda's ever going to be able to beat Holly Holm. Talk about having somebody's number. You just got her number. This is no doubt about it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of mixed martial arts. We're going to be joined by a MMA, I say a genius of sorts. I can ask him about anything in the world of mixed martial arts. I'm talking kickboxing. I'm talking uh, prank craze. You name it. He's got it all down. Talk to the great Christian of Galveston, Texas. Straight up, you're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Live from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, I am Pedro Fernandez. This is Sports Byline. You know, everyone has their moment of picking themselves off the floor, and I'd gone through several of mine, but no one had, had actually seen me go through it. And maybe I just had to be that example of picking myself off the floor for everyone. And maybe that's what I'm meant for. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707 Geico presents the Shazam 15 featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. for this week get out your Shazam app now and check it out plus have fun and interact with Geico Gecko yourself and share it with friends watch your favorite Geico video Get a quote. Shazam now for the full list and experience more with Geico. The Shazam 15, brought to you by Geico. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 
Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Way early this morning, Brad Higdon shared a major spoiler alert from everyone's favorite hit show, Sad Emojis, to express his feelings about the plot twist and a playlist he made to drown out his sorrows? Dude, oversharing alert. Brad, Geico has something worth sharing with those who haven't defriended you. Like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance at Geico.com. So stop moping about the post-apocalyptic world and start saving in the real world. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. You're talking about a man that is so proud, so proud from being Iran. I saw him walking down the beach with his girlfriend. The only difference between him and his girlfriend was 10 pounds and a bikini, and the sheik had the bikini on, and she had the 10 pounds, and no $100 bill on the forehead. You're talking about a guy with a mug like a bulldog who has the audacity to get on TV with this humongous, ugly, nasty face and tell the cameraman to... Zoom it! Are you kidding me? Go away, go away, go away! I wouldn't want to show that! And then I think to myself, Buffalo! I think, well, first of all, who the hell would want to fight there? And if you did have to fight there, you'd have to fight the Iron Sheik. Maybe they're trying to get rid of both of us. I don't think they like me in Buffalo. I think they don't give a damn about me in Buffalo. I think they don't give a damn about him in Buffalo. And I think to myself, well, why did they make this? Because they got two crazy people, you see. Two crazy people that don't care. Two crazy people that when they get in there, they ain't going in there to win or to lose. This is a matter of who's the best. Obviously, the Sheik and I have beat everybody here. First time we have come together. The only difference between us is ugly. That's the only difference. You know what you're talking about. You're talking about a couple of studs. What you're talking about here is you're talking about a couple people that never been rolled. You see what you're talking about here? Someone's going to get hurt because I ain't just going to use my dick. I'm going to use chairs. I'm going to use buffaloes. I'm going to use... I might grab the kid. I might beat him to death with my canary. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know one thing for sure. I ain't dating none of his broads. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You don't want to go to the chair, do you? Luke Rocco says he underestimated Michael Bisping. Really? Underestimated him, really. And the guy knocked you out in the first round, 3 minutes, 36 seconds in. I guess you can say that. But the bottom line is he was a 
last-minute sub. Bisping, of course, wasn't thought to be in the greatest condition in the entire world as far as going five five-minute rounds are concerned. And none of these last-minute subs are uh, that okay, prepared to go five five-minute rounds, I don't think, because, you know, you've got to do that over a period of, like, eight to ten weeks to get yourself in shape. But you try to do it in the blink of an eye, maybe on, on two weeks' notice or, like, uh, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, they, they couldn't get some weight together a few weeks, uh, a few weeks, a few months back. And of course that resulted in Conor McGregor getting licked at 170 pounds. And he's going to do the rematch at UFC 202. But the weight, the weight is such a factor. And people really don't realize how much weight is in the world of mixed martial arts. And I want to get Scott Coker back of MMA, a Bellator MMA on the show to ask him if we need more weight classes in the world of mixed martial arts. He'd be the guy to ask on that one. Or my next guest, Christian McGalves in Texas. Does MMA need more weight classes, Christian? First of all, how are you doing, Taco Man? I'm doing Second. just fine, sir. How's life treating you? I'm doing all right, dude. Second of all, when it comes down to weight classes and MMA, I really think that there needs to be at least one more weight class in MMA, the super heavyweight division, because I know that there's a such thing as cruiserweight when it comes down to King of the Cage, the promotion that Boss Rutten started back in 99. But I still think that for guys like uh, Ori Gelly or Hongman Choi, who was probably the guy he was talking about in the last segment, being the big guy in Asia knocking all those people out, or maybe even Chris Huggy Bear Barnett. No, it was the guy you just mentioned. Oh, yeah, but still... When it comes down to big guys, especially those that can't weigh in at 265 pounds for a heavyweight fight, guys like Dada 5000 who had to trim down 40 pounds only to exhaust himself and damn near die against Kimbo Slice, I really think that they should have a super heavyweight division in mixed martial arts just for that. Well, I've, <clears throat> of course, boxing can go any, divi- any weight, and I really think don't think that's fair. When you've got guys fighting guys like at, at 210 and the other guy weighs 265, there's 55 weight, a 55-pound difference sometimes in heavyweight title fights, but yet you've got other weight classes where you've got two or three or four pounds in between each weight class showing you how much weight really matters. So I think having an unfair advantage of 40 pounds, I think that should be uh, eliminated with, a, with, with another division, no doubt about that. But let's talk about Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold folded like a cheap 10 here, man. I mean, he was supposed to be the guy. Last-minute sub comes in, Michael the Count, uh, the bus Bisping, and beats him. That that wasn't supposed to go that way. Well, true, but come to think of it, how long did you think that Luke Rockhold's title reign was going to last? Well, I thought that I thought that he had handled Weidman so easily, and I, I thought Weidman was the king of the middleweight class, well, bar none as far as 185 was concerned. I mean, I mean Hector Lombard sure isn't going to make a, mo- a move at 185, not anymore and not before. I see. And, I mean, come to think of it, when it comes down to this thing, I mean, I feel like that he done so much just to get noticed over the last nine, ten years of his career, only to come up so short. And for him to finally win the middleweight title and become the first ever UFC champion to hell from the Great Britain of the United Kingdom, I mean, to hell from the United Kingdom of Great Britain, mind you, my bad, still, I think that's a pretty good accomplishment for a guy who's mostly known for being a promo talker and for a guy who's basically known as a point fighter, as Jason Mayhem Miller once called him. Yeah, but the bottom line is here, you know, it was a five-minute, five-five, five-round, five-minute fight. I mean, 25-minute fight, okay? And Mm -hmm. I think if I was Luke Rockhold, 
The last thing I would have done was wanted to engage with Michael Bisping early on. I just wouldn't want to have done that. I would have stayed away from that. I think I would have tried to draw him into the second and the third round to make him mm-hmm. wear a little bit. I mean, because this, this fight was, was brought on at the last minute. I think he signed like two, two and a half, two, three weeks ago. So he wasn't prepared to go five, five-minute rounds. That's where you beat guys like that. You, you, make them go some, you make them go some. You gas them out. Much like, you know, my buddy Conor McGregor gassed out against Nate Diaz the first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come to think of it, speaking of Conor McGregor, I was meaning to ask you this question last week, but I think you guys were on tape delay. So... When it comes down to McGregor versus Mayweather and the fact that some guy from Fox Sports named Colin Cowherd basically blabbed it out saying, oh, I got my tickets for September 19th in Las Vegas. I think I'm going to have all my people there. I mean, do you think it's really going to happen, even if the right price is mentioned? Well, here's what's up. I mean, how many freaks does Floyd Mayweather have left? There are no freaks left for him to fight. I mean, if he wants to fight anybody, it would have to be a formidable foe, much like Gennady Golovkin, who would, um, how can I put this? Gennady Golovkin and Floyd Mayweather Jr., if they were to fight, I think I would have the Las Vegas police ringside and to, arrest, to arrest Golovkin afterwards for domestic violence. I mean, I think, huh. he would, I think he would beat down on Floyd Mayweather to the point if they boxed or if they fought, no matter way, no matter way, no matter any way that Mayweather wants to do that. If he wants to run, that's fine. Golovkin will cut the ring down on him like Roberto Duran did Sugar Ray Leonard in that first fight back in June of 1980, and it'll turn it into a phone booth fight, and guess what? Golovkin wins that. So there really are no fights out there for Floyd Mayweather. He needs freak fights, maybe like a fight with Ronda Rousey. They talked about that, a rumor fight with Ronda Rousey. Now it's Conor McGregor. Notice it's never Gennady Golovkin. Uh, I don't think that – you know what? You're right. I don't think that Mayweather would beat up Golovkin, because I think that if Mayweather were to face off against Golovkin or would have faced off against Golovkin, Golovkin would have probably killed him square dead in the ring, in the middle of the ring, within the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Even if it's not like a scheduled 12-rounder, he would probably have him dead in, the, dead in the center of the ring within the first three rounds. But still, I think Mayweather fears formidable competition so he knows that this fight between him and Conor McGregor, if it ever does happen, which I really doubt it does, I mean, he knows that he's basically going to go in there and do this freak show fight just to get money in his pocket. No doubt we- about that. We're talking USC combat sports, folks. But if I can get Don King on the line, we're going to talk Muhammad Ali in this next segment. If Don will wake up for Pedro, we'll see what's happening here. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the Twitter thing is at Ring Talk, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K. This is Ring Talk Live from San Francisco on Sports Byline. A fresh coat of paint can make a world of difference to the look of any room, but sometimes the paint roller is not your friend. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Coming up, a simple trick for painting textured ceilings right after this. Step one, make a list of your weekend projects. Drywall, wash the patio, scrape the loose paint on the deck. Step two, 
Pour yourself a cup of coffee. Hey, Family Guy's on TV. Love that show. Step three. Two hours later, back to your list. Step four. Pick a project, break out the tools, get it done. Step five. Go ahead. One more episode. No guilt this time. Hide tools. Everything you need to start somewhere at thehideway.com. A textured ceiling, sometimes called a popcorn ceiling, can be very difficult to paint. The minute you start rolling it, pieces of the texture start falling off. The key to a successful paint job is to use a slightly thicker nap roller cover, at least half inch thick, and roll a light coat on the ceiling in only one direction. Don't roll back and forth. Slightly overlap the next row, rolling it in the one direction. Allow this light coat to dry, then apply a second coat of paint, but roll perpendicular to the first coat. Some flaking of the texture will still occur, but it'll be very minimal. This technique will take a little longer, but it practically guarantees a beautiful paint job overhead without a full floor of popcorn when the job is all done. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Sports Byline's library of more than 12,000 interviews is a treasure. I'm Ron Barr, and we want your help in protecting, sharing, and continuing to build this sports interview treasure. We've launched a GoFundMe campaign, so please go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and donate so you can be a part of preserving and continuing to build this unique collection of sports interviews. In appreciation for your donation, support, and telling others, we're going to provide everyone who donates with a link to a special commemorative collection of the Sports Byline Interview Library. This commemorative collection will change every month, and you'll have access to it with your supporting donation of any amount. So go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and also tell your friends. You'll be helping preserve, grow, and digitize the Sports Byline Interview Library so that today's sports fans and those in the future will forever be able to enjoy this treasure. Thank you for your help and support. Yosemite Gold Country Lodge has been called by guests a hidden gem, a beautiful place, and a great place with down-home country charm. A stay at Yosemite Gold Country Lodge means that you'll be in the historical gold district close to Yosemite. In addition to complimentary Wi-Fi, each room is equipped with a fireplace, and you could take advantage of the spa tub and a complimentary continental breakfast. Call 209-878-3400 or go to YGCLodge.com. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 40 minutes past the hour, we take it to Las Vegas, Nevada, and bring in the world's greatest promoter, folks. We'll talk about the one and only Don King. And Don, it's a sad day, but remember the life and times of the great Muhammad Ali. <clears throat> yes, Muhammad Ali was a friend for life, but he was a man who fight for the people. He was a fighter for the people, and therefore he became a champion of the people. And this message resonates with the people around the world, where he will stand up at a time that he has consequences that will be financial as well as uh, a character and, uh, and, and, and his standing in the community as a human being. So he put it all up for what he believed in, and the Supreme Court of the United States uh, supported him and reversed the conviction that they had put upon him as a draft dodger. Muhammad Ali, at the height of his career, lost four years, so no one could ever say or really give an appropriate evaluation of how great this man truly could have been. Uh, But uh, with the greatness that he did achieve is so phenomenal, 
even after being laid off for four years and losing the uh, the acceptance of the people and in the in the uh, condemnation of uh, of the nation uh, to rise to the heights that he did to demonstrate what it means for a person to be able to stand up for what they believe in and support what is right. You know, if you don't stand for nothing, you don't live for nothing. Interesting. Talking about the passing of Muhammad Ali, of course, the funeral will be Friday in Louisville, Kentucky. And, Don, you and I both have traveled the world with the greatest, and he was much like the Pope. Anywhere we went, crowds came. I mean, when we were in China, there were crowds waiting outside the hotel for him at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, he was phenomenally, he truly was the greatest. He was, but, you know, I coined the phrase for him that every Every knee must bend, every head must bow, every knee must bend, every tongue must confess that he is the greatest, the greatest of all times, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. He was, he was a fabulous individual. He, he was 22 years old, winning the World Heavyweight Championship, and, and uh, prognosticated and, and predicted his greatness even before he got to be the great, other than just from the bombast and the braggadocio and, and the trash talking. The man was phenomenal. And so, therefore, he set the tone for inspiration, motivation, uh, for faith in God and faith in himself, self-confidence that every athlete, a sportsman, or everyone who in life must have to be able to achieve what they work would be within themselves, you know, to thine own self being true. The words of the greatest promoter of all time, folks, the great Don King. Godfather, have a good day. We thank you for your time, sir. God bless you, God bless America, and give women total equality. Give them their rights. That's the biggest flaw we have in the nation. No doubt about it. The Godfather himself, Don King on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, emanating from Las Vegas, Nevada. He's been there. He went there originally just like for a 24-hour layover, okay? He was doing some flights in between uh, international flights. So then Ali dies and needs to be at a place where he can do all these TV interviews. He's been doing TV interviews since the word of Ali's death came out. I mean, there was Hungarian TV there, TV from Budapest, Hungary. I mean, Chinese TV was there, CNN was there, everybody was there. Of course, Don King, 83, make it 84 years old. Didn't I sing him happy birthday like two years ago in Budapest, Hungary? I think I did with the president of, of Hungary, Janos Adler. In fact, I led the entire crowd in singing Don King happy birthday. Well, much like the great Carmen Basilio, of course, one of the men that beat the great Sugar Ray Robinson told me that one time when I sung him happy birthday, son, what did you do with the sing? What, do, what did you do with the money your mother gave you for singing lessons? Because you can't sing a lick. Let's go back to my guy from Galveston, Texas, to talk about Christian. Christian, Don King put it like it is, and he was bold and just so articulate talking about the great Muhammad Ali. Well, I know that I don't really follow that much of Don King that much, but I do know that he tells it like it is, especially considering the fact that, like you said, he's one of the greatest promoters of all time. Okay. Let's go back to Michael Bisping now. I mean, is he going to have a good run at middleweight? Are there anybody really credible fighters at middleweight anymore? Has the middleweight sort of been, uh, can I say, sort of lost its luster since Silva left? Well, to be honest, for right now, I don't really think that there's any. I mean, because considering the fact that Michael Bisping just won the championship oh less than 24 hours ago, I think that there's not really that many credible middleweights out there to contest to him. I mean, unless you look at Hendo Henderson. I mean, Dan Hendo Henderson and his contract probably might be out. After yeah, but come on, Dan Henderson's older than you and me put together. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think we should, you know, dis- discount that. Anyway, this switch from middleweights. Dominic Cruz has got Uriah Faber's number, huh? Oh, you mean featherweight? Yeah. No, yeah, bantamweight. I think that. Oh, bantam. Crap. Bantamweight. Dominic Cruz. I know that he got Faber's number. I mean, I don't think that Uriah, the California kid, Faber, his time is up. But still, I just think that he kind of blew it last night when it came down to that fight and the fact that Faber lost to Cruz via unanimous decision. Yeah, but this is the second time in a row, and the bottom line is Dominic Cruz, man, with those bad legs. If there ever was a guy I think you should just go after his knees, I know that sounds terrible to do that since he had so many torn ACLs, but if ever there was a guy that I think had weakness in his knees, it was Dominic Cruz. Let's talk about USC 2202, of course. Brock Lesnar coming back to the world of real fights, the world of mixed martial arts and USC 202. It'll be in Las Vegas, I think, of course, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor in the main event. But Brock Lesnar, why does he come back to the world of real fighting? Well, considering the fact that this is only going to be a one-off at UFC 200, I mean, I think that, you know... Wait, 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 what's a one-off? A one-off is a one-time appearance a one-time opportunity, a one-time showcase, so to speak. Basically, he's just going to get his money, get a paycheck, and go back to the square circle. So what you're trying to tell me that he's going to get a season to fight a stiff? I hope not. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that he fights somebody like Mark Hunt. Oh, come on. I don't think he's going to want to fight Mark Hunt. I think Frank Mir would be a good choice for him. I think Frank Mir is at a point in his career where he can't pull the trigger and that Brock Lesnar might be able to outmuscle him, but I don't know. Frank yeah, uh, Mark Hunt, who, Mark Hunt throws really Mark Hunt throws hard, Christian. I know that, but to be honest, who would really want to see Lesnar Mere three? Hmm, I mean, well, I don't. But it might make it might make for a good storyline. There's no there's no really no storylines that you could put together with a credible opponent. I think that that Brock Lesnar could beat in this point in time in 2016. I really I really don't. I mean, you're coming back to the world of real fight. Now I don't know if they're going to give him some some softy, but I can't imagine him putting him putting him in there with a guy like Junior Dos Santos or anybody. Exactly. Mostly because of the fact that Junior Dos Santos will want to try and take Lesnar's head and body off. You know, the damage, I think, the residual effects of those Cain Velasquez fights are still still, still going to show as far as Junior Dos Santos is mm-hmm. concerned. But I saw a uh, YouTube video of him a couple of weeks ago, a recent interview, and he was very articulate, and his voice flowed, and his words flowed, both in English and Spanish. So I guess uh, maybe I'm just a negative guy, but, man, that beatings he Wait took. You mean Cain Velasquez, right? No, no, I'm talking about the beatings that Cain, that Cain put on Junior, those sec- that second and third fight. I mean, those should have been career-ending fights, both of them, but still he continues, okay? So what I'm trying to say is I thought that I would have seen some residual effects from those beatings in Junior Dos Santos now, but I don't. He's very quick, still articulate to the point. He speaks uh, Portuguese well. Obviously, it's his native tongue, and now he's learning English. He's a lot better than he was on the show about three or four years ago. But let's go back to UFC 202. The main event, 170 pounds, Conor McGregor coming back against Nate Diaz. Conor McGregor had no choice, did he? Well, to be honest, if he wanted that paycheck, no. I mean, because there's no other fight he could. There's no other fight. That he, I mean, even if he went back to featherweight and tried to fight Aldo or or, or somebody else at featherweight again, uh, the luster is lost as far as unless he beats unless he beats Nate Diaz. 
Yeah, that is true. But either way, if he wins or loses, I just hope that his next fight after this particular fight will be back defending that that weight title because you got some hungry contenders looking for that belt. And, I mean, if you think about it, Aldo versus Edgar for the interim featherweight title, that's going to determine who's going to be the next in line for a title shot. And who do you think wins that fight? I think Fred Gerger was the guy that Jose Aldo sort of walked away from, and Jose Aldo should, should have defended against Edgar before he fought Conor McGregor. But I think politics and big money stepped in. To be honest, my heart is thinking Edgar, but my mind knows that, you know, Aldo wants his title back. Aldo wants to have a rematch. Aldo wants to avenge that 13-second loss he had at the hands of McGregor. You know what? I, I think that he might fight Conor McGregor 13 times and lose 15 times. McGregor just might be too big and strike too hard. McGregor's a big featherweight, man. Well, if he, I mean, well, to be honest, he can move up all the weight he wants. He, of course, he's a big featherweight. I mean, if he's fighting, I mean, he wants to fight now at 170. I think. All right, here's what's up. Let's break down this Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight. Is size going to be the determining factor? That, that's what it was last time. I thought that Nate Diaz said, you know what? I'll let this guy shoot his wad after he shoots his wad. I'll still be there, and he was. How do you break that first fight down? Well, the only way I could break that first fight down is that Nate Diaz beat Conor McGregor fair and square. Now I just hope that if the Mayweather fight doesn't go down. Why do you keep uh, bringing up the Mayweather? If it ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the first. It's just that's the first thing many people are going to come to Well, mind. I'd rather, I, listen, I think, I, I actually think Conor McGregor fighting Ronda Rousey would be a lot better than Conor McGregor mm. versus Floyd Mayweather. Wow. But still, when it comes down to that Nate Diaz-Conor McGregor 2 fight, I think Conor McGregor is, regardless of what he's going to be doing over the next few months, he's studying tape, he's breaking down those, what, under five minutes that he had against Nate, I mean, Nate Diaz the first time. And he's probably thinking, I can't let this, I can't let this happen again. I can't do this again. I can't let him make me top out. Well, guess what? <clears throat> History, I think, will repeat itself. UFC 200, Cormier and Jones, of course, rematch right around the corner. Jones manhandled Danny Cormier the first time winning, I think, all five rounds of that five-round fight. Um... Jones got a lot to prove here. Is Jones going to go out here and really make a statement and look to put a beat down on Daniel Cormier? Uh, he probably might, but I won't be surprised if Cormier wins this one again. Because uh, again, fact- again, he didn't win the first one. Yeah, I mean, that's no, a- no, no. He wasn't even in the first one. He lost that fight handily. I, I mean, I can understand that, but still. I think that Cormier is going to try and put forth the effort to beat up John Jones and, you know, make him wish he never came back to the sport. Hmm. Okay, Cain Velasquez is also on that same card, taking on um, uh, Ronda Rousey's... Uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey's Travis Copper Brown. Yeah, Travis Brown. I wasn't using another word, but I think that would have been a little uncouth. Um, yeah. Cain Velasquez and Travis Brown. Has Cain faded enough to where Travis Brown is a threat? You know what? I don't think so because who has Brown fought of any credence other than Derek? Oh, wait, actually, not Derek the Black Beast Lewis. They're way different from each other, but still, 
who has Travis Big Hopper Brown fought to basically make himself a viable guy to face off against Cain Velasquez and maybe potentially for a UFC heavyweight title shot? Well, i tell you what, you have a point there, but he's sleeping with Ronda Rousey, and she was the franchise for a long time, so for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. so I guess they're giving her a pass there with Cain Velasquez and Travis Brown. Aldo and Edgar on the same card. Kat Zagano taking on Juliana Pena. Um, Breaking this 135-pound title fight down, I mean non-title fight down, three five-minute rounds. Who wins, Pena or Kat? I hope Alpha Kat Zagano wins for obvious reasons. Okay, and moving on down to the another bantamweight fight. This time in the male division, I'm talking about T.J. Dillashaw, the guy that was the the one of the team favorites from Team Alpha Male up there in Sacramento, California. I mean, he was World Bantamweight Championship when he won the title. And, and, I mean, when he beat Renan Barreo, people thought that was un, impossible. He did it handily, and afterwards he became a turd in a minute. Why did that guy go downhill in 30 seconds? Why did he go downhill so fast, T.J. Dillashaw? Tell me. Probably because he didn't have much influence. Okay, good point. Anyway, we will talk soon, Christian. All the best to you. All right, I'll talk to you on social media, sir. Christian on Sports Byline. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Don't forget, new show, No Holds Barred, 5 p.m. Pacific. I have two hours of mixed martial arts right here on Sports Byline, hosted by yours truly and Zach Attack Young. 5 p.m. Pacific time, Sundays on Sports Byline. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live from the city by the bay, San Francisco. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99, and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices. Again, get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. 
If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Darkest of night with the moon shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. The man of the hour has an air of great power. The dudes have envied him for so long. Oh, super not bragging when you're telling the truth. That's what my mother told me back in the day when I was knocking people dead and winning Golden Glove championships. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I want to thank the godfather of promoters. Of course, the world's greatest promoter in the history of the planet, folks. The great Don King. I want to thank Christian as well. And I want to thank I had an in-studio guest. I mentioned him one time, John Daniels, a childhood friend of mine. That we grew up together and, of course, did a lot of boxing together in the 80s and the 90s. And he's been sick. He's on the comeback trail from the big sea, and we wish him the best. He's a fighter. He's always been a fighter. Stay off the deck. Stand up and fight your grounds. That's my buddy, John Daniel. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And many of these same sports violin affiliates will play a replay of hour number one with the godfather, Larry Merchant, talking about the great Muhammad Ali right here next on Sports Byline. Until next time, keep your hands up. Keep your chin down. Most importantly, don't forget, this is Ring Talk Live only and exclusively from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Until next time, peace, love, and much respect. 